All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bracket Up, where we rank the mundane to the slightly less mundane. Uh, today, our topic is way, way, way down the mundane scale. It's the dumbest <laughs> Riverdale plot line. Uh, we've been pestering Andy Bisak to make this for about six months now. He's our you know, <laughs> oh, local Riverdale fan. Let's be, let's be honest. I wanted to do it, but I knew Dave and Julian didn't want to hear it. You pestered me to do it. I just wanted I to get to it off the list. For yourself, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, game uh, to talk about it. There's a lot of stupid shit going on. I have uh, no knowledge of Riverdale, except for what Andy has tried to sell me on and failed miserably the last <laughs> you know, few years he's been watching it. I think Dave's got some experience. Uh, I'm not sure about Julian and Tom, though. So for most of us, this is going to be a, a brand new into this goofy ass fucking world to be fair it's a bad show but there's so much stupid shit going on and intersecting that doesn't make sense that it, it, it's fun to talk about i watch it because you never know what's going to happen next literally literally there's a mothman now you, you <laughs> always say it's a bad show and it's like a hundred plus episodes in and it's still rolling and, and it's it, gonna it, roll for the like the future man it, it, it gets happen. It's uh, it's got its sixth season renewed. It gets, it's uh, one of CW's highest rated shows in terms of viewership. I don't, I don't get it, but I'm aboard. Choo choo. All right. So with that idea, we figured since Andy knows the most, he would create a little PowerPoint presentation, Google Slides, whatever the hell you want to call it. There it is, the Riverdale dumbest plot points slash plot lines, and he's gonna walk us through it. We'll vote on them and eventually come up with the worst one. So we know that Andy Mysek, the man with the best name in the whole wide world, is taking over today's recording. But we've also got the Giggle King himself, Julian Griffin, ready to use that smile to light up the world and light up this podcast. I'm ready. So ready. Mm-hmm. You, you, sound, you sound ready. Yep. I pray to Jesus for this so much. <laughs> he answered. <laughs> All right. Well, underneath Julian, we've got Greek Lightning himself, Tom Kairos. Tom, I'm sure you're just as excited as Julian is. Yeah, I kind of, I have a feeling I'll know a few of these from previous conversations. So this might be a little bit of a refresher and something new. All right. That's a positive attitude I wanted to hear from Julian. Yeah, I wish, I wish Julian would just put on a damn fucking smile. Tom is a better person than all of us. Have we not gotten to this point yet? Tom is better than each and every single one of us. Oh, I wouldn't say that. It's true. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I'm aboard that. You right, Tom, you're over the rule four to one. Uh, and then finally, Dave, Red Dead, Holloway, Redemption, whatever the fuck. <laughs> I fucked that up. I'm sorry, Dave. That's fine. <laughs> Not a fan of Riverdale, so no. We'll, uh, I don't know if he'll get into it, but uh, just put on a smile. <laughs> All right, so Andy, I will turn it over to you uh, to walk us through this bad boy. All right, so for people watching on YouTube, we're gonna go all the way to the current <laughs> episode. There will be spoilers for season five, episode ten. I don't know who, who watches it, but you know. What do you think, Han? What do you think they're reacting to here? I know exactly what they're reacting to. It's the no, yeah, episode. everyone else. Two girls, one cup. Do you know? Do you know, Dave? I don't yeah, think I he got. What? What is it? No, isn't this the first season finale? Um, it might be. I thought it was. Uh, this is 
Yeah, you're right. This is, is them re- this is them reacting to a murder video. Yeah, okay. That is what it is. I thought what it was is at the end of season four, there's a video of people wearing the characters' faces from the comic book and murdering someone. Uh, well, okay. Real quick, who are these five characters? Are these I'm main- glad you ask. I have character sheets. Oh, fuck. It's quick. So this is uh, Jughead. He's kind of like the main character of the show he's a weirdo um he's like really into like murder and like mystery he's and he's a writer and uh he's he's in a gang that he didn't he reluctantly joined that his father was the head of and then he made them do non-gang things like no murder or no uh defending your your territory because that's bad no drugs uh dated betty which is one of the main characters uh he has a random stepbrother as well uh, and then there's a time skip of seven years, and in that time, he's an author, a drug addict, uh, and in debt to loan sharks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is his dad. Uh, he was the head of the gang at one point. Uh, he quit the gang when he Jughead took over, and then he became the sheriff. Then he just left town. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much all you need to know. Is he not uh, in the seasons anymore then? Nope. He lives in Ohio, the worst state of all time. <laughs> Okay, so he's just gone from the show. Uh, yeah, at the seven-year time skip, he's gone. Gladys and Jellybean are <clears throat> Archie's long-lost mom and sister. Um, they're basically kind of like, they come in as, you know, oh, they're, they're trying to uh, turn in Jughead for, rent, for uh, reward money when Archie's on the run from prison. We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, and then they, they'd be like, oh, you know what? We're family. And then they all live together for a while and then they end up moving to ohio ohio is such a theme in this show yeah i'm only going over the characters because there's gonna be a lot of character talk so if you could put a face and kind of a a couple bullet points to them uh betty she's the girl next door to archie also into murder so much so that it's determined she has the murder gene (laughs) um has, she has a crush on Archie, but then dates Jughead. Uh, she's like related to everyone in the show. So there's like a long lost brother that kind of connects her and her boyfriend. Uh, she's cousins to Cheryl, who's another main character, just like a big fucking mess. Uh, and then in seven years, she's an FBI agent who is going through trauma because she was tortured for three months by somebody called the trash bag killer. So intimidating. Uh, and then this is her alter ego, Dark Betty. We have a whole thing on her. Just know it's kind of like her weird kinky wears a black wig side. <laughs> okay. uh, her mom, Alice, is just, she's the mom. She's like kind of a stick in the mud, but also like gets oddly involved in every fucking storyline. Uh, she was in, in uh, uh, Twin Peaks. She's in the better version of the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hey, I know it's a better version of the show. <laughs> um, yeah, but she, she was married to uh, this guy, Hal, uh, but he ended up being uh, the Black Hood, uh, whose goal was to cleanse the town through murder. But uh, he's dead now. And uh, she's now dating Jughead's father, which is weird because D- Betty, her daughter, is dating Jughead. Oh, God. The weird triangle. But uh, she did not move to Ohio, so she's in season five uh polly twin sister um all you need to know is she's basically like she's she's uh betty's sister 
dated Jason, which is like the main murder of season one, uh, has children uh, in that relationship. But it turns out Jason and uh, Polly were cousins. So she was sent to a farm or sent to like a, a camp for incestuous love. It was like punishment. <laughs> Uh, seven years later, she's in the drugs and, and gangs, and uh, she's on the run, possibly murdered. We don't know yet. Uh, this is fake brother Chick. He comes in, says he's Betty's long-lost brother, uh, but turns out he's a bad guy, uh, and he's not really the, the brother, and there's like a whole storyline with him, which I think we cover. Charles, the real brother, uh, he's the stepbrother to Betty and Jughead, which is that weird connection where it's like, hey, these two are dating and also share a brother. <laughs> so he is the son of FP and Alice. Um, and you need to know these characters because there is a major storyline we're going to talk about that involves them. Uh, but yeah, uh, they are actually lovers as well, Charles and Chick. Okay. Okay. Uh, Archie, redhead oh kid. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go through him quick. He's basically... This is like more than Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah I know uh main basically the main character he's i, I don't want to go too much into him because he basically is in every storyline we talk about but just know this is archie uh this is his dad the only good character of the show uh True. played by luke prairie he died in the show because he died in real life rest in peace this is archie's mom she's only in it because fred died but now neither are in it because she was in it briefly before he died but yeah yeah, but I mean, she was like a main part of season four. Yeah, uh, yeah. Season five, she left. This is uh, this is Fred's long lost brother, Frank. He just kind of pops in and out randomly. Uh, but he's basically Archie's somewhat moral center for like when he needs it. He'll just pop in and be like, hey, I'm back. Remember me? Uh, yeah, no, terrible. They look like brothers. Okay, these two, this is the main villain. So this is Veronica. She She's... The, the fourth main character, so it's Jughead Betty, Archie Veronica. She dates Archie and runs a speakeasy at 16. It's a real weird thing. Um, and then seven years later, she's married to another guy but falls back in love with Archie. And this is the main villain. Literally everything bad that happens in the town is because he's a sociopath. There's no other way to put it. Uh, you'll want to know Hiram. He's also in every story. Uh, this is his wife who left him at the end of season four. She's kind of part of the schemes and then not part of the schemes. And then random sister who shows up for a season. Shit. Uh, Cheryl's everyone's favorite character of all time. <laughs> she basically Worst. she basically speaks like a bad Shakespearean author through the whole fucking show. Um, she is she's a triplet, but everyone's dead and we're gonna get into that triplet thing in a little bit um she had romantic relations with archie uh but then was with josie and then she's dating a girl named tony um she also had like a weird incestuous love that was implied with her dead brother here um yeah just like a real fucked up person this is dead brother you only need to know dead but she he's the one who was dating polly and had incestuous implied incestuous love with his sister a lot of incest uh mom mom main one of the main villains you just need to know her face because we're going to go over her a lot more and uh this is the same actor but plays two different people we will also cover this later <laughs> stupid uh and then just other main characters this is cheryl's 
love her, Tony. Uh, this is the character that I feel gets shed on the most in the show because he's he could be a good character, but his only personality trait is gay. Um, this is Reggie. He is uh, Archie's buddy until seven years later where he's Hiram's lackey. And this is Kevin's lover. That's it. All right. I hate these names. <clears throat> I hate these names. These are from the comic. So this is 60s comic name. Okay. Oh, God. There's your backstory. I'm going to move quick now. There is. So the first is all the Riverdale musicals versus the Mothman or Aliens, I don't know which. <laughs> so every season, starting in season two, there is a musical. It does not tie into the plot line until the very last scene. And it usually happens when <clears throat> after the mid-season finale, they always do the thing where it's like, oh, we solved the problem. And then there's like kind of a mundane period. And then the musical happens. And it's like nothing that has to do with the fucking show goes on. And at the very last part, it's like you needed to watch the musical because it jump starts the whole storyline again. So the music instance, is so bad. Yeah, no so, one could sing. So bad. No one could sing. And if you didn't like the first musical, that I don't, I didn't see any advertisements that it was going to be a musical. So when I watched it, I was like, why is everyone singing? The fuck is going on? <laughs> um, the most important, non-important episode. Like, if you don't watch it, it's like, oh, by the way, the Black Hood's back. Oh, by the way, the farm is now uh, uh, taking over Riverdale. It's like, ugh, I just, what is happening? So yeah, the river. Okay. There, there's a musical. They also dance like this through like the whole thing, and I thought that was a funny gift to add in. <laughs> and then there's <laughs> the Mothman. <laughs> So, is that? <laughs> so this is something that takes place seven years in the future from season four. So season five is the jump, the uh, season of the jump, the time jump. Uh, Jughead's an author and he's being pressured. He had one big hit and like kind of flopped ever since. So he needs the next big story. Uh, and he hears about the Mothman mystery. And he's like, oh, well, you know what? I want to I wanna learn more about it <clears throat> while I'm back in Riverdale. So he's asking around. Turns out Pops, who owns the diner, is like, yeah, there was this mystery. Uh, where all the lights and pops were like flickering and turning off. So we went outside and this big beam of light shined down on us. Um, and it was the Mothman. And it's like, oh, well, who else was there? Turns out Cheryl's grandma was there. And they they basically petrified the Mothman in syrup. <laughs> so this is oh the Mothman, God. supposedly. <laughs> but then the same phenomenon happens to Jughead as he is also working at Pops as an author, like in addition to being an author, he takes a job at Pops. Uh, and when he goes home that night, the Mothman petrified whatever is gone. Um, so it's, it's kind of like an ongoing story where there's a supernatural Mothman slash alien uh, that they at one point had My trapped in syrup. <laughs> I had also heard someone say ghost alien, so I'm gonna, you know, throw that into your your word yeah. salad there. Yeah, I, here's the thing: we don't know what it is because, like, the Mothman is an actual cryptid that people believe in. Yeah, this this doesn't share any similarities with the Mothman, but there is beam of light, West like Virginia, an right? Yeah, yeah, West Virginia, like the the east, kind of towards the east coast. I don't know. Yeah, but like. 
this one is this storyline is ongoing right it's still going on yeah <clears throat> so you could get a resolution that is sufficient you're gonna learn you as we want. go through this there is no sufficient resolutions in probably, somehow it's probably not going to be supernatural because they love to like say oh there's <laughs> a little supernatural element and then it doesn't actually be supernatural and then yeah. the writers constantly are saying we'll never go and do actual supernatural full on this is going to be either so. Hiram or Penelope's doing especially because yeah. the the petrified mummy was in Cheryl's house so <laughs> you know well, she's got duh. something to do with it, it, it it's it's so dumb though because he's ch Chughead's chasing this story and they're take they're they're trying to play this off very seriously. But then when this first showed up, I couldn't stop laughing. It's like he just goes to Cheryl. It's like yeah, we have him. It's like where is he? Oh, he's petrified in a barrel of syrup. <laughs> like, I know. Fuck you. They, you. <laughs> they don't look the same, but for some reason that alien that <clears throat> skeleton reminds me of the aliens from Mars Attacks. I will also yeah. say through my research I may be slightly off on some of my points because there's a lot going on and it's it's all running through my head and you won't really know dumb. the difference yeah yeah so, I mean, I'm not gonna, and the reason I, I can I, only uh, fat check you on the things I've seen so and I also said I said plot not just plot uh, lines but plot points because the these aren't really plot lines they're just like Plot points in the series, like, hey, we're gonna pause everything for a musical for a second. Um, so yeah, I guess that's a good time to vote on these. Should also mention there's oh, 21 entries, but uh, a lot of playing rounds that means. Right. Should I vote or should I uh, abstain from voting unless there's a tie? I'm gonna abstain from voting unless there's a tie. So you got uh, the three musicals in the middle of every season. Uh, there will be a fourth. It's confirmed for season five. Or The Mothman. Uh, I absolutely hated the musicals, and you hyped it up to me as if it was going to be good. No, I said it was going to be bad. And they were bad. bad. I said it was going to no, be bad. No, but then the, the season three one, you were like, oh, no, it's actually going to be like really good, though. And no, it was I the never... most boring sh no, you said it was real entertaining. It was the most boring shit I've uh, ever watched. I don't. I, I don't I'm going musical. <laughs> you have to consider the fact that <clears throat> Andy usually watches bad shit for the purpose of laughing at it. So when he says something, so do good, I. it usually means it's bad. Yeah, that's the But point. it was boring is the problem. Andy said it was like entertaining. It was boring as hell. I, I don't that's remember. It's because Andy has a twisted sense of humor and he just finds that kind of shit funny. So it's like, I'm voting musical. Yeah, I'm going musical as well. So it just doesn't make sense with the vibe of the. Ah, you know, interesting. I would have went with Mothman, but that's why I don't vote. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what, what do we, we got, got next? The raid of Southside High slash or Southside High raided and shut down, or the prison break? Oh boy. <clears throat> All right, so Southside High was the high school in the like the not safe part of town. It's where all the serpents, which is the gang that Jughead runs goes. It's where Jughead was from. Um, and uh, Hiram is basically trying to shut it down so he could convert it into a prison. Uh, his end goal is basically to control the south side and then eventually all of Riverdale. Um, they do this by introducing a new drug into the school called Jingle Jangle. It's basically <laughs> these pixie sticks. <laughs> 
<laughs> essentially the the goal is to kind of like get this drug circulating through the school make it a problem shut it down Hiram turns it into a prison and then sells jingle jangle through the prison in addition to kind of buying up land in south side and the south side and control it it's convoluted it makes no sense but end goal of this is all the serpents who have had problems with Archie and friends in the past have to go to school in Riverdale, which is now also going to make Riverdale not as great of a school because it's they got all these ruffians coming into school. But yeah, the main the main uh, taking point from this is Hiram's convoluted plan to introduce Jingle Jangle into the school so he could then have a Jingle Jangle empire through a prison. Okay, <laughs> that doesn't seem so crazy. Compared to an alien in syrup. Hey, that's okay. Because Archie, because <clears throat> Hiram's plan works. He gets to jail. Uh, and his first uh, action is to arrest Archie for a murder that was done by his hands while Archie was his intern. <laughs> um, reason being, he wanted to arrest Archie uh, because he was basically trying to turn Archie into like his lackey. Um, and his father, Fred, was kind of like, the voice of reason so his goal was to become the father to him that fred couldn't be and archie's like hey man you can't be my dad and hiram's like well then i'm gonna arrest you <laughs> essentially that's can't how it played dad. out <laughs> <clears throat> hiram's like i'm giving you this car and archie's like you'll you'll never be my dad you can't buy my love and if you ever try to again i'll i'll fucking take you down and hiram's like okay you're arrested for a murder so Archie's in prison. Uh, there's another storyline that happens in prison we'll cover later. But essentially, Veronica, which is Hiram's daughter, Reggie, which is Hiram's lackey seven years in the future, and Jughead and a few of the kids are like, well, we're going to break Archie out of prison, which they succeed in doing through another convoluted plan. As you can see, they're dressed up. They're going into the prison for a reason we'll discuss later. Break him out. He's on the run which is, you know, he, he's on the move to Canada. Uh, they bump into Jughead's <clears throat> long-lost mom and sister in that uh, sequence. Uh, they try to kind of take in Archie and Jughead for reward money, so they have to now run from them. Uh, and then it culminates in Archie getting mauled by a bear. Here he is, mauled by a bear. All right. Um. He does end up heading back to Riverdale as there's now substantial evidence proving his innocence uh, because Veronica's on the case as always. I assume I like, this is a topic I later. Like but, uh, yeah. I assume this is a topic <laughs> later, but he breaks out because there's a special tunnel under a fighting ring. Just There's just a tunnel under a boxing ring. Yeah, we're, the boxing it's ring just is been the storyline. The boxing ring is the storyline we'll get to later. But yes, yeah, they but are boxing. It's important to know he broke out because there's a convenient tunnel under a boxing ring. Which leads to this bunker, which then becomes their hideout for the whole series. No one thinks to check the bunker. Um, also, because of uh, Archie's escape, the warden of the prison kills himself. Why? We'll get to that later, too. <laughs> oh, God. These uh, that... hurt my brain. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Yeah. My I'll brain. be right back. I gotta go do something real quick. Uh, pick your vote real quick. 
Oh, um, I can't get over fucking Jingle Jangle. Both are really painful to 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 vote for, but I'm voting Jingle Jangle because that shit sounds stupid. Jingle Jangle. I'm prison break. Be right back, yeah. Um, I the Jingle Jangle thing's funny. I I can't believe the man would get a school, the property rezoned to like prison. Be a prison? Yeah, a private prison. Yeah, it's a privately owned prison. I mean, Simpsons did it, but... <laughs> but Riverdale did it much worse. Yeah. <laughs> I like that these two are somewhat interconnected. Uh, yeah, to a degree. You're going you're gonna to get a lot of interconnected with season three. There's a lot of it, stupid shit going on. Important in to know, the, the prison in Prison Break is not the same prison. Okay. It's another prison he, he like has connections and ties to. I don't know if he owns it, but he has... He has... I feel like he might he definitely has ties because he has so while in prison Archie is an honorary serpent which we'll get to later as well but uh, he befriends all these serpents and the the ghoulies the rival gang which we'll also get to later um, they're like kind of there's this little gang war and Archie's like let's just have a football game as friends Uh, and then Hiram gets word of this and has the guards beat them all mercilessly (laughs) while they're playing Yeah, I want to go with Southside High Raid. Wow. It kind of just comes out of nowhere. So am I. Wow. The prison break I thought was going to go far because it's dumb and ends in a bear mauling. (laughs) That's (laughs) why I voted it. Jingle jingle. jingle. (laughs) right. Next to uh, one of these... uh, so there's the weird love square uh, that is definitely not right. It's like a love hexagon uh, versus the tickle fetish porn storyline. Go, baby. I'm ready. All right. So. The, oh, God. This is where oh, These are just two... relationship charts. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is just season two. There, there's more that's added into this. Oh, for yeah. Instance, for instance, uh, t- these two end up dating for a long time and uh archie uh uh, veronica has relation with reggie at one point when archie's in prison and jughead ends up all these characters have relationships uh in the seven year time skip with other people it's a hot mess basically everyone's fucking everyone nonstop, and the way they pursue each other is insane uh cheryl uh and it's not on here because it happens later in season two um, before she dates Tony is interested in Josie and her idea of showing her love is mailing her a pig's heart. Just like out of oh, nowhere. Um, one storyline uh, between those that we didn't get on here too is after the pig heart thing, uh, her mom finds out and sends her to gay convert gay conversion therapy, <laughs> which there is an escape from the gay conversion <laughs> therapy center. <laughs> I can bring that up. Because that's where the relationship with Tony started in the gay conversion therapy center. Is this a, a place where you are converted to gay? No, or converted, converted to straight. No, no, no. The other way yeah, no. That, Traditional that's, conversion that's, therapy. So you pray the gay away. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. sent her there. Yep. Um, so yeah, like as I mentioned, like this is her dead brother and oddly her dead sister. And you could see some incestuous relationships already forming in season two. So yeah. Everybody's a hoe. Yeah. So like these yeah. two dated, but these two hook up, but these two dated. 
There, there's so many. Cheryl's not in here, but she hooked up with Archie at some point. It's, you know, just everyone fucking everyone. And it will switch on a dime. Yeah. It, it's a lot insane. of uh, high school student sexualization, which is everyone over, always overlooks with this show. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, but at least the actors are all like 25 and older. <laughs> They're not supposed to be in the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> teenagers though that's the yeah yeah which is, i mean it's normal for that but it's a little weird when it's the show it's a little it's weird but but then we go to, to, to the tickle fetish board so uh kevin and uh fangs break up at, in season four at some point kevin starts trying to you know get back out there and date dates this guy named terry and terry's kind of a little weirdo and he's like you know, they're, they're sort of being intimate and he starts tickling Kevin and kind of like, ah, you know, I'm not comfortable with this. And he's like, well, you know, you got a great laugh. Uh, you know, I, I run this, uh, you ever recorded yourself? And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, I run this video business. Uh, and he introduces Kevin into the, the wonderful world of, of tickle fetish porn. And uh, Kevin starts bringing in people. So he brings Fangs in first. He's like, hey, I'm making extra money doing this. And then Reggie hears, and Reggie's like, I want in. Uh, I, I want to make some extra money. So now these three guys are doing it. And Reggie's like, you know what? Let's just do our own tickle fetish porn. Um, and it. Uh, I just noticed here that it says he gets paid five grand per video. Yes, five grand per tickle video. Making fucking insane money tickling. Uh, which Terry doesn't like that uh, Kevin's starting his own tickle business. So they meet at Pops, and in one of my favorite scenes, he grabs Kevin's fingers, starts bending them back, and says, you'll never, you'll never tickle anyone ever again as his threat if he keeps uh, doing tickle fetish porn. Uh, and then the principal kind of finds out about it and makes him take down the website. Uh, so what I don't have written down here is Reggie gets the football team, and uh, Kevin gets Tony, Cheryl, and the... Uh, uh cheerleading team and they do like one last big tickle score uh and they they use it kind of uh against terry they make a they get terry involved and uh, they uh make him look like an idiot and kind of tear down his tickle business <laughs> that's a musical episode no this is something that's introduced <laughs> at the mid-season finale and never discussed again until the last two episodes where they close the tickle storyline <laughs> Well, you gotta close it. <laughs> I forgot there was tickle finish porn in this show until the end, where the Kevin's just rolling around with wads of cash. I stopped shortly before this. <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> yeah, Kevin's just in tickle porn now. <laughs> tickle porn in Riverdale, baby. <laughs> oh my god! Just giving me a headache. <laughs> you got a lot more to go through, Julian. Uh, so where's your vote? As I uh... uh, listen, relationship maps are nothing new, and there's yeah. way more complicated ones than, than that. So like the weird stuff with that is like the incestuous shit. So I'm going tickle fetish porn because that's a little less porn. common. Yeah, what? Well, nothing else needs to be said about tickle fetish. <laughs> 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 That was one of them. So I should note, uh, we put 20 in between uh, uh, Julian, Dave, and Jarek, and I put the last one in, and it was Tickle Fetish Porn. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> it needed to be talked about. All right, so 
Uh, all right, so the next one is Archie is a member of an underground prison boxing ring versus uh, the fight to save Jellybean. I hope these are the same. Like, they're, I hope they're related. <laughs> Not even remotely. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, both in the same season. So we already talked about Archie is in a prison <laughs> boxing. So when he's in prison, uh, he is selected by the guards uh, to after okay football game happens the guards start beating all of them uh on Hiram's uh demand and Archie puts up a good fight so the warden's like hey I'm choosing Archie uh to be my fighter in the underground boxing ring that is unknown to the outside and the guards all bet on who's gonna win in every fight so it's basically Archie now is a boxer. This was not established through the series to this point. He like he never boxed anyone else. He's been in fights, but that's about it. Um, and he bare knuckle brawls for uh, the guards' entertainment and money. Uh, Dave also mentioned this is where the prison break takes place. Veronica and Reggie somehow get their way down here and create a diversion so Archie can crawl out of a conveniently placed tunnel in the middle of the ring. <laughs> That's how this storyline ends. Uh, also, I mentioned the guard killed himself um, because there's an ongoing game of Dungeons and Dragons that never ends in the town, and he drew the card called Kill the Red Paladin, which means he was supposed to kill Archie. <laughs> Oh my god. But we have a separate so G and G we entry, have a right? Yeah, there's a whole okay. storyline with G and G. I may need your help remembering all That's the That's a separate entry. <laughs> but yes, G and G is the D and D game of the world. Um, and the whole town has been basically making all its decisions based on that game. Uh, and oh. the guard failed to kill the red paladin, so he killed himself. The, the fact that the town makes all of its decisions based on a game explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to yeah, get into that later. Sense, not yeah, that's the separate entry, so I'm considering that separate from the, okay. the boxing. The, the Hunt to Save Jellybean is a one-episode plot line, and it has to do with G&G. &G. <laughs> <laughs> so... <Wow. laughs> right. Why does she have Psy? <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. The rival gang, the Ghoulies, and their leader, Penelope Peabody, <laughs> take Jellybean from the Jones family and tell them in order to save them, you must play a game of G and G, which puts them through various trials uh, where they have to admit things to each other and rob rob pops diner for some reason just very stupid shit and it all culminates in gladys which is jughead's mom having to fight penny peabody using size <laughs> to save jelly bean <laughs> and, and, and i wrote time, here i just thought that she just wanted to be Raphael from the ninja turtles no see they're <laughs> fighting right here with size <laughs> Uh, and it ends with Gladys stabbing Penny in the leg. That's it. Yep. <laughs> Yay. You win. My leg. 
<laughs> and he's the lady that had her tattoo carved out of her, right? And then proceeded By to carve Jughead. out Jughead. Yeah, and then proceeded to carve out Jughead's tattoos. Yeah, we get to that a little later as well. Okay. Okay. All right. Time to vote on two juggernauts. The boxing, which was ended up being a convoluted plan to kill Archie, or the fight to save Jelly Bean. On one hand, I want to go with the boxing ring because I forgot about the jelly bean (laughs) plotline, but that almost sounds like a good argument for the jelly bean plotline to go get my votes. It's a one-episode plot and ends in a battle of size. I'm definitely going with jelly bean. I'm going with jelly bean. Just because the ending of it's funny, it's like, you stabbed me in the leg. (laughs) I'll go with jelly bean. Yeah, the size put it over the edge. If they were just using fists or like a knife, okay. Nope, let's come up with this very specific weapon to use. All right. All right. We've got next Dark Betty, which is like a, it's more of a plot point than a plot line, but uh, okay. And then there's Archie and the Firefighters. (laughs) I don't know what the second one is. It's a season five plot line. So there's Dark Betty. Um, this kind of dies out when you learn that she has the serial killer gene. <laughs> but Dark Betty is kind of like Betty's like, oh, I'm the innocent girl next door. But when I put on this black wig and lace bra, I am now like this weird, kinky, creepy person. Um, and it only it comes out at random times. So in season one, uh, there's this guy here who's spreading rumors about uh sexual escapades he had with veronica so they tie him to a a jacuzzi turn up the heat pour honey on him and betty starts like forcing his head underwater and veronica's like hey betty you've crossed the line (laughs) don't don't kill somebody and then she's you know dark bedding it up next time uh she's like hey you know it'd be fun if i had sex with jughead for the first time it's dark betty (laughs) So she puts on the wig and they have sex for the first time. Uh, and then okay. when she meets her uh, her uh, brother that isn't the brother chick, turns out he's like a webcammer. And she's like, oh, I want to get into webcamming. So uh, she dresses up as Dark Betty and sets up a webcam. I don't know I what understand she's what doing. you mean by webcamming, but I just, every time you say it, I'm like, yeah, he's really popular on Twitch. <laughs> but like, they imply it's like sexual, but nothing um, sexual happens. They're just webcamming, yo. The first guy, why would they pour honey on him if they're just going to drown him in the hot tub? That's a good point. Like, we don't ask questions in Riverdale. It's season I one. I want to say there was some weird point for why the honey was there, but I'd, I've. I, I think it was. was I blocked honey, it out of my memory. I feel like honey was included in some of his sexual stories with Veronica. I guess. Yeah, I, who yeah, knows? Yeah. Who fucking knows? This character here, he's not seen after season one. Yeah, no, he's like gone name. even after this scene. Yeah. Yeah, like who the, who the fuck is he? I don't know. Probably yeah, left Dark Betty sounds just like some crazy bitch covered me in honey and tried to drown me. I don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. if that was. <laughs> I believe it this time. <laughs> fucking fucking Dark Betty. She's more of a character. She also, it's awesome. yeah, she's not. <laughs> Um, also, Dark Betty just stopped showing up after her brother's like, hey, yeah. you've got the serial killer gene. She's like, oh, it makes so much sense. 
Like, I think they realized it? it was a bad plot point and just dropped yeah. it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that's up against Archie and the Firefighters. <laughs> so this is season five. Archie comes back to town. Uh, Archie, so Riverdale is basically now unincorporated. Hiram has made it so it no longer exists. End goal for Hiram is he wants to knock it down and make a super highway to his new de- new town, Sodale. Uh, so there's no fire department. School's Ooh. run down. And Archie's like, I'm here to save the day. Uh, I'm going to be a teacher at the school. I'm going to run the ROTC program. I'm starting the football team again. But the big thing he's doing is doing all those things. He's now a firefighter with no training. So is that just season five's like thirst trap? Oh, no. This is him about to have sex with Betty. Remember the, the like love square? Well, I meant, though, that this is their excuse to get, like, Archie and the other firefighters with, like, little clothes on. Yeah. No, 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 no. Because he can't get other firefighters, so he recruits the high school football team to be the firefighters with him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first fire happens. No one knows what to do. They don't have a fire truck at the time. So Archie just runs into a burning building. Saves the day, but also everyone's like, hey, Archie, hey. that was really fucking dumb. <laughs> Does Riverdale not have a firefighting department no at all because the town's going under everyone quit there's no fire department in riverdale that's why archie's starting it again uh so veronica as the she-wolf of wall street has money and bought a fire truck for them (laughs) yes i see you cringing dave she has called herself the she-wolf of wall street at least 10 times in whatever that writer is they should get fired (laughs) So yeah, this is an ongoing storyline where Archie is basically running everything in the town, uh, but the funniest to me is that he's a firefighter. <laughs> and a very bad one. As he just runs into a burning building with no like protection, uh, runs just through the smoke, um, and it's like, Archie, what are you doing? <laughs> Everyone's like, Archie, stop it. Uh, but yeah, also the legality of not only him not being trained, but hiring a bunch of 15 to 18 year olds to be firefighters with him yes absolutely uh so yeah that's the thing that's ongoing i don't know what's gonna happen they might just forget about it they do that a lot so time to vote as much as i like dark betty i think i'm gonna have to go firefighting brigade i'm going with the firefighter i see some struggles with you some love to uh, Dark Betty because she tried drowning <laughs> a dude before, after pouring honey on it. <laughs> what was that supposed to do? <laughs> and how original is that? My name's Betty. Now I'm Dark Betty. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any experience with the firefighter one, but the, the idea that Riverdale doesn't have a fire department because it's going under is a little... I'm going also, firefighter. Also, they had a whole meeting uh to determine whether Riverdale should even be a town as per Hiram's request as the mayor of Sodale and it's no longer a town. <laughs> as it shouldn't be. I mean, everybody makes their decisions based off of a Dungeons and Dragons game. We'll get more I'm into that. Somewhere, I'm glad someone in the writer's room says Riverdale doesn't need to exist anymore. <laughs> really All right. doesn't. Music, musicals are back and they're up against The Search for Polly and All the Dead Bodies. <laughs> All right. Season five storyline. Polly is uh, kind of in, 
in too deep with the ghoulies. She's hanging out with them, uh, doing drugs, meeting the wrong people. Um, and then, you know, you start getting teases. She goes missing and you see scenes like this one up here where she's being chased by the truck. Uh, no one knows where she's at. It's going crazy. Uh, so Betty being now seven years later, an FBI agent, <laughs> cause of course she is. Um, she, she's like, I'm going to search for Betty. Uh, you know, I'm going to kind of comb through Riverdale and try and find her. And she starts finding dead bodies in a swamp. These dead bodies aren't Polly, but like, Hey, something's going on here. A lot of dead bodies. So her, <clears throat> uh, and her mom and a couple of serpents are like, Oh, let's keep searching the, uh, the swamp where Hiram comes up. And, uh, that's kind of like Sodale jurisdiction. And he's like, hey, you can't be here. And, and Betty flashes her badge. And he says right here, oh, I think you're going to need more than that badge you got out of a ja uh, jacker crack box, Betty. And I'm like, arrest him. You're in the FBI. <laughs> like, you literally flashed your badge. And he's preventing you from searching. This is FBI <laughs> jurisdiction now. Uh, but no, she walks away defeated. <laughs> Also, in this scene, Reggie's there threatening them with a shotgun. So he's got a shotgun pointed at them. Both An them? FBI agent. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is ongoing. It actually ended with Polly calling Betty's home from a payphone like, hey, I'm, I'm on the run. Help me. Uh, and they, they kind of track where the call is from. They find the uh, payphone, but it's destroyed and coded in Polly's blood. So Polly might be dead. Pretty normal. Uh, who knows? This girl's been She's through a lot alive. with her incestuous children and and joining a cult and being in an incestuous home and uh, I don't know. She's been through a lot. Maybe she might be dead. Her dad's a serial killer. Dad's a serial killer. Yeah, I mean, so much fucked up shit in that that Cooper home. Cooper Jones Blossom. I mean, they're all related now at some point. <laughs> Gross. All right, uh, so you got all the dead bodies in Polly and, and Hiram basically telling off an FBI agent with no repercussions versus the musical. Musical. <laughs> wow, I'm surprised that the, these musicals are doing so well. Because they're so pointless. What is the point of the musical? Just be glad you didn't have to Aside from these crazy-ass <laughs> plots that make no fucking sense, they just decide to add musicals. All yeah, right. that's the humor of it. Uh, I'm guessing that's Julian's vote for musical as well. Yep. Jarek, I think you're the only uh, one I've heard. I'll give a vote to Polly for the Jacker Crack line. For <laughs> Christ's sake, they could have just got it out of a bag of snacks or something. Nope, Jacker Crack. Uh, All right, so we got a couple coming up here that I would deem more kind of tame, lamer ones. It's uh, Hiram runs the town prison with the Legion of Doom. Uh, I gave him that name. Versus uh, everyone joining the gang, the Southside Serpents. All right. So this is kind of all the bad guys oh, yeah. are up to season two. Uh, and Hiram has now started block buying plots of land. He's got the prison going up. He He's kind of taking control of the town. Uh, the only thing in the South Side he doesn't own is Pop Steiner, which Betty buys from him in exchange for uh, a bar, the, the white something, the white snake or something. doesn't matter, but he owns everything. 
and all these kids. So this is Penny Peabody. This is Cheryl's mom, Penelope. This is Uncle Claudius that looks like Daddy Clifford for the Blossoms. Uh, a member of the Ghoulies. And uh, this is his new sheriff. Uh, and he's basically get, giving them positions of power. Uh, basically just trying to control the town in uh, for reasons. Uh, just likes power. I don't know. But we already know like a lot of these people have been taken down. We'll find out what happens to him and her later, but they're taken down in season three. Stabbed in the leg with a sigh. Um, we don't have a storyline about him. He's killed by FP, which is Jughead's dad. Uh, so Jughead's dad could then become the sheriff, but then it turns out that his wife actually killed him. It's a weird thing, but it ends up the end goal is to get Jughead's dad as the sheriff of the town. <laughs> it's dumb. Uh, and their first order of business ties into the prison break, and it's to arrest Archie. So these people that control the town are have it in for this 16-year-old kid. Ah, and they shook their fist as they sent him away for murder. It, like I said, this is kind of one of the lamer ones. And it's everyone joins the serpents. We'll touch on this one last. <laughs> Dave knows why. That's the winner. That's why this one wins. <laughs> All right. So everyone ends up a member or an honorary member of the gang, the Serpents. Uh, so Jughead, all through season one, he's like, I resent my father for being in this gang. Oh, the gang is evil. Uh, he joins the gang uh, at the end of season one for, I don't know, just likes the cool leather jacket. I don't know. Uh, but as, as the leader, he gets in all sorts of escapades. Um, he's very violent at first. And then for some reason in season three, he's like, we're a good gang. We're going to help the police and we're not going to defend our territory or sell drugs because we're the good gang. So Jughead's kind of a shitty gang leader. Um, Veronica's the only one that doesn't join. Archie's given honorary affiliation with the serpents and they give him a serpent tattoo that every one of the serpents has uh, when he goes to prison and he like befriends all the serpents there and then starts a friendly game of football and gets beaten by guards and we know how that goes. <sighs> Tony, Cheryl's lover, is uh, already a member. Um, and when Tony is taken captive by the ghoulies, it's Cheryl's sick archery skills that help save the day. And she is given you serpent status. Before. She's given serpent status for being a badass archer. Uh, so much so that I believe she they give her a special red one because everything she does is red because reasons. And... Uh, I think at one point she becomes the queen while Jughead's the king, even though they're not dating. I don't get it. It happens. But the real winner is how Betty joins the serpents. So she's dating Jughead. And Jughead's like, I don't want you part of this gang life. And Betty's like, I want to be part of this gang life. Uh, so one day, Betty's like, I'm going to join. Uh, and they're all together at a serpent gathering at this dingy bar with with teens i don't get it and all of a sudden and jughead doesn't know this happening betty's like she changes the music to a very somber song and she starts pole dancing and then starts singing mad world <laughs> and that is how she joins the gang by pole dancing in front of her boyfriend her boyfriend's father and for some reason her mother is there <laughs> and all of the sucks. serpents <laughs> And she's just pole dancing and singing 
Mad World. And I want to emphasize that the best part is she's singing Mad World. <laughs> if you don't know this what Mad sucks. Do, do you know what Mad World is? Because if you don't, yeah. you should. Yes, it, I, it, I do know what Mad World is. It makes the whole thing so much better. <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise, it would just be sad, depressing, creepy, and not Also, fun. wasn't it implied that this is like a normal thing that the women that want to join the serpents have to do? Or in old older like I, way for them to join i, I don't know i it I might remember have there's been... like an insinuation that that used to be a way for them to join because i think alice was going to join and didn't want to do that but they i don't think they did that anymore because i i don't see tony yeah. doing that no no i think that's what i'm saying i think it was like an old method because alice did join i thought she was a serpent she might have been and then quit i don't know but uh yeah uh, it's <laughs> All you That's need why to know this is one she, wins. Sung, she sung Mad World. <laughs> it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, too. also, no one knows that, like, everyone knows Betty's going to join. No one knows it's this way. I'll vote for it. <laughs> I'm doing, part, yeah, everyone joins. Best part of this episode is watching Julian as you describe things, and you can just see bits of his brain shipping off. <laughs> Do not watch this show. Watch this show. It's good fun. All right. Next, we have uh, the return of the Southside Raid uh, and then the ongoing battle of the Serpents and Ghoulies. And when I say ongoing, I mostly mean season two and the car race. So there's a car race. Uh, Against the Serpents and the Ghoulies. Okay. So... Serpents and Ghoulies are rival gangs, and as Jughead is the head, he this is when his most violent is. Um, and he's basically trying to keep control of his gang while intimidating the Ghoulies. Um, it supposedly leads to this car race. Like, you would think this would be kind of towards the end. It's actually towards the beginning of this, where uh, he's in a drag race with a couple Ghoulies, and Archie joins Jughead for this race for some reason. You find out why later. So they're like, all right, we're gonna do a jag race down this road. And uh, Cheryl counts him down because she happens to be there for reasons. I don't even think she's dating Tony yet. Uh, so they're off and they're racing down the road and all of a sudden Ju uh, Archie just slams on, like he turns and slams on Jughead's brake. Why'd you do that? Uh, turns out Archie informed the police and a bunch of ghoulies got arrested. <laughs> Archie, what a guy. Uh, so that kind of like spearheads this ongoing battle. Um, Penny Peabody and this guy. Malachi? Yeah, he's kind of the head, one of the heads of the serpents. <laughs> Him and Jughead are going at it. They're all going at it. They steal Tony, as I mentioned, and use her as leverage to get the serpents to move out of town. But uh, Cheryl and that fucking bow and arrow, he, she, she uh, gets Tony back. They don't have to leave. Uh, we've already mentioned Jughead cuts off Penny Peabody's tattoo uh, with a knife, literally just carves her fucking tattoo out of her skin. Jughead at his best. Uh, but then and then also, later uh, advocates for no violence in the gang. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it also, it sort of culminates this season in kind of a, a like, where uh, Jughead meets with them, ambushed, beaten to a pulp, has his tattoo cut out. Pretty much looks dead here. He just wakes up in the hospital the next day. And uh yeah, then there's like this just yeah. in the background, like, oh, we don't like the ghoulies, but like it kind of culminates right here. And uh, no one cares. 
But yeah, I mean, it's just kind of goofy that like Jughead's cutting off people's tattoos and in the same breath, he's like, hey, don't be selling drugs. That jingle jangle is a bad thing. And then literally carving people's skin. <laughs> What's the other entry? Uh, I think another kind of meh one. Oh, the Southside Highway raid and shut down and turned into a prison and then becomes a jingle jangle factory. <laughs> Southside High. <laughs> Southside yeah, High, baby. Still sticking with that one. I wish I could go visit it like Willy Wonka's chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> <I want it. laughs> a golden jingle jingle. jingle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got what the golden the drug is supposed to do. Like, what is Jingle Jangle supposed to do? It's almost like a roofie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, but then some people act like they have like meth withdrawals. So yeah, but like, remember it was used in like when they were uh, the the party where they tried to rape Cheryl and they saved her because they gave no, her jingle I've, jangle. I've blocked, that, I've blocked that out of my head. Yeah, I'm glad you guys didn't pick the Nick St. Clair storyline because I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk about that one. Oh, yeah, no, I remember. That yeah, so great. Jingle Jangle oh. has varying things. It could be a roofie, it could be acid, it could be meth. Everyone be acts differently to Jingle Jangle. All you need to know is it's a pixie stick. I'll, I'll vote for it again. <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah, right up my alley. I'll vote for that again. <laughs> Julian's dying and I'm loving it. <laughs> Uh, tickle fetish. We're all dying. <laughs> tickle fetish porn is back, and it's up against Alice joining the child harvesting organ farm, but as an FBI agent, <laughs> secret agent. What <laughs> kind of bullshit is this? Oh my god. Um. So we're gonna get more into the farm in general, but it's a cult. And the whole season, Alice is like bought in. Like, the farm is good. The farm is great. They even fucking baptize her and she drowns and they bring her back to life. Like, she is in it to fucking win it. Uh, but in the very final season, you are introduced to Charles, which is the stepbrother to both Betty and Jughead, daughter to, to uh, Alice. He's an FBI agent who's working with Alice so she's an honorary FBI agent and she's planted into the farm as a secret agent mm -hmm. it is the dumbest twist I've ever seen <laughs> because I mean it best mm -hmm. the entire mm -hmm. season she is like in it she is a I farm. like this first image because it makes her look like she's some giant that's cool <laughs> and here she is being drowned they hold her under that baptismal pool for a long time. <laughs> you said that the farm disappears at the end of the season. Yeah, we'll yeah get is it. this we a part could... of a different entry? Yeah. That, if, that dramatically changes my vote. Yeah. Uh, th okay. This is just Alice's storyline to it. Okay, okay. We've got the whole farm on here. Okay. Uh, and that is up against Tickle Fetish Porn, which we've talked about. Tickle Fetish yeah, but I know what porn, 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 porn. I know what Dave wants to win this bracket. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Based on his questions, I know what he wants to win. Uh, Fight to Save Jellybean is back, and it's up against the main storyline of season three. We're talking G and G, baby. <laughs> gargoyle. What the fuck is that? Gargoyle, gargoyle king. <laughs> This is basically. 
Duke. <laughs> I'm going to have a hard time going through this. This looks like a sneeze with horns <laughs> on it. All right. So there's a <laughs> an entire flashback episode in season three that's a parody of Saved by the Bell meets The Breakfast Club. And it's the kids, the, the kids' parents learning about a game of D&D. And the kids' are... parents, but as depicted by the kids. Yeah, so these are the parents dressed in G&G garb, playing in Dungeons and & Dragons, and they get so into it, and they like meet all the time, and they have like a midnight society for it. Yeah, uh, but they sneak the... into the school to play it. They uh, can't meet anywhere else. And, and they get high, or they get drunk. They, they get high while they're playing it as well. And they're like, it's crazy, hallucinate. It's like a rave party meets Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, but the principal dies in this, and they don't know who killed him. So they all like form this cult. It's like, we will never speak of G&G again. It's back, baby, 25 years later, and the whole town is playing this time. Um, it's a cult, and there's this leader, the, the Gargoyle King that they all pray to. It's their god of dungeons and dragons and jughead gets really into it and they they basically drink like chalices of blue liquid and sometimes it has cyanide and sometimes yeah. it doesn't <laughs> um so but like is... kids are dying from drinking the cyanide yeah. goblets and, and the mystery is like who's the gargoyle king and why is g and g back um and like the, there's like this whole cult that isn't the farm, but it's kind of like the farm of kids playing it. And Betty saves them as the Griffin Queen. <sighs> and and then there's the Red Paladin shit where he drew the Red Paladin card, didn't kill Archie, so he killed himself. But now everyone's got the Red Paladin card. Kill the Red Paladin. So Jughead's like, you know what we need to do? We need to make, set up when Archie's back in town a, a challenge. Where everyone gets to box Archie one after another. <laughs> <laughs> and Archie wins all ten fucking fights. <laughs> it's dumb. It's dumb. Uh, so anyway, the whole town's controlled by this game. Gargoyle King actually breaks out, breaks out Betty, Betty's father, who's in prison as the season two villain, the Black Hood. So now you've got the Gargoyle King and the Black Hood running around, and it all culminates in the four kids being kidnapped. Um, and it's by Penelope's mom, who brought back Griffins and Gargoyles. And uh, it's unmasked that the Black Hood is still the same guy who was the Black Hood the last time. It was It's Hal. And the Griffin, the, gar the Gargoyle King, is the long-lost brother who wasn't really the brother chick who did the webcamming. He just kind of like buggered off at the end of season two. He's the gargoyle king now. They well, didn't... you weren't sure whether or not he was killed or not, and then yeah, but it up. wasn't established until the episode before the reveal yeah. that it was him. They're just like it's, it's him now, and you must accept it. And uh, they poison the four kids, and they have the only way to get the antidote is each kid has to go through a Griffins and Gargoyles trial. <laughs> Yeah, Archie fights a man with a bear a on bear his head. costume because he was mauled yeah. by a bear earlier in the season. You, you get it? Oh, yeah. Good writing. Um. Wow. Yeah. What was this up? The jelly bean? Yeah, G&G. &G. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mean, there's no way this is <laughs> lose to anything at this point. <laughs> oh, wait. I, I think Dave might disagree. Listen, with I have a personal favorite, but I, I even I can't say for sure. 
so this is gonna sweep Jelly Bean, right? Oh yes. yeah. This I is guess. this is the storyline that got me way into Riverdale because it's so fucking stupid. My I scale of how I'm holding is what's gonna get me more frustrated and tired. <laughs> that really All right, we've got we've got a couple of really weird ones. So we've got Archie's Red Circle versus mm-hmm. Cheryl's Triplet. And Dave doesn't know about Cheryl's Triplet. I think I don't. I might have no, mentioned. I, I it. think I got an intro of it. <laughs> Archie's Red Circle. Archie's dad was shot by the Black Hood. So he decides to get his football team to all take off their shirts, put on pink masks, and say, hey, we're going to fucking find you, Black Hood. We're the Red Circle. Uh, and he starts tagging shit with the Red Circles around town, which gets him in deep with the serpents. It's like, hey, you can't tag on our turf. Um, which then proceeds... What the fuck are the serpents going to do? Call the police? <laughs> no, this, this is season two's thirst trap, as you can yeah. see. Actually, at this point, Jughead Literally. hasn't gotten a stranglehold on the serpents yet, so they're still maybe violent, implied violent. Uh, so now the serpents are at it with Archie. They go to his house to fight him. Archie has the football team over. We have an in-the-rain boxing fighting match between... The Riverdale football team versus a gang. So they fight. Uh, Archie changes them from the black, the red circle to the black circle. Uh, and then the, the black hood is shot. But uh, turns out it's a fake one, but they don't know that yet. And the red circle disbands. So that's the end of the red circle. The shirtless football players with, black, with pink masks. Possibly <laughs> one of the dumbest things. Also, he says, see? There is only one of you, but we are a legion. This is Archie's legion. <laughs> God, that's so lame. That's such a lame line. <laughs> uh, it's up against Cheryl's triplet. Um, so this bleeds into another storyline we have on here. So I'm only going to focus on the triplet. So... There's a there's thing called the Blossom Curse. It's talked about through the whole season. Blossoms are cursed. Um, but uh, Cheryl is told, like, hey, you and Jason weren't twins. There was a triplet. He died in the womb. How did he die in the womb? Cheryl ate him. <laughs> Cheryl, Cheryl ate yeah. her triplet in the womb. Um, yeah, that's the thing babies can do. And the spirit of the child... Is has possessed this doll. Why? Because when they were all born and there was no triplet, Penelope would push around a baby stroller with three children and put this doll in the third spot. <laughs> so now the child is possessed to that doll. Um, only problem is... Oh, that's interesting. Its name is Julian. Yes, its, name is, bullshit. its name is Julian. <laughs> Uh, turns out uh, Cheryl goes to therapy for many reasons uh, and by therapy she just visits the school counselor she's learning she's being played so she's like somebody's playing me I know what I'll do I'll gas my entire fucking house with me still inside uh, turns out Penelope who went on the run in season 3 was hiding in the house the whole time and is confronted by Cheryl in a gas mask which ends the triplet storyline. Is it real? I don't know. Maybe not. Could have been. But, but also, the story of she ate her triplet in the womb made me laugh. Time to vote. 
I like both of these actually. <laughs> I can't uh, believe how much occurs in this show. Too yeah. much. 80, 80 episodes, they shoved these in, and the other like 50 we left off the list. I gotta go. I'm gonna go red, red circle. circle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. I'll give a I'll give a point to Cheryl gobbling up her triplet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Need some uh, gobbling representation here. All right, we've got we've got a Dave favorite here. It's Archie and the firefighters. Can I explain uh, the last part? Yes. Okay. okay. We're we're gonna do. I don't even think I have a picture of the last part. I think I wanted that to be seen. Yeah, you're, you're gonna need to Google that. Oh my god. The farm harvests children's organs. <laughs> Reason being, Edgar. Never, ever, ever, never. Edgar, ever, never is the leader. And he harvests them for, oh, oh no, oh no, for eternal youth. He, he harvests them and he uses them for eternal youth. He does that by sending in his daughter, who's 26, into high schools and finds mentally traumatized people to bring in and harvest their organs. Sadly, it turns out to be all the gay people, which is not a great message for Riverdale. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, and uh, also, and also, no one thinks it's weird that it's all high school students and Alice, Betty's mom, the FBI agent. Um, so they're basically harvesting organs from children for youth. Uh, worth mentioning, one of the, the like wife of this cult leader looks like a high school student, and so is attending oh, the high school student sorry. high school as a student, even though she's a fully grown adult. Yes. Yes. I said daughter. It's his wife who's 26, uh, but is young enough to look like a high school student, and no one questions, and they just let her into high schools. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she's recruiting all the all the traumatized kids who happen to be gay. Cause... The school starts to promote the uh, cults as well because the principal's a part of it. Uh, yeah, and and uh, oh. the the big reveal of the musical in season three is how many people from the cult are actually in the school, and they all start cheering at the end it's stupid but yeah uh, um, essentially at the end of season three the cult vanishes and i will let dave take over why this is they, his favorite <laughs> they suddenly show up again in season four like kind of out of nowhere uh and this is like their end game now at this point <laughs> they strap they get everyone in the cult into a bus and they strap some people onto the front of the bus with plans to drive the bus off a cliff Meanwhile, the cult leader is up on a roof in a, like, toy rocket ship. Acme He's dressed as rocket. Evil Knievel. <laughs> I just sent a link for a picture. He's dressed literally as Evil Knievel, and his plan is to take this toy little rocket ship and fly it off to the moon. <laughs> so good. So <laughs> Uh, and what is that up against? It's up against uh, Archie and the Firefighters. Firefighters. How does it end, though? How does it end? He's shot in the oh, head by Alice. Yeah. In <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the most anticlimactic <laughs> thing, as he's getting in the rocket, he's shot in the head. I forget what happens to the bus. It stops. And the person, then the people strapped to the front of the something. bus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, how are we all voting for the farm? I mean, how are we all voting? <laughs> you know mine. Voting for the farm. Is that the ending? Going for thirst trap, firefighter. Yeah, Tom. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, gee. No. I'm surprised this is so tough. 
I'm going to go with the farm as well. The guy dressing up as Duke Kaboom is just too fucking good. All right, last two I have to explain. And then uh, this is going to fly because now we know everything. It's Cheryl meets her uncle daddy. Uh, and it's called that because of the dumbest twist ever. And Cheryl digs up her dead brother. <laughs> <laughs> So Uncle Daddy is essentially season one, Jason dies. The whole season is trying to figure out who murdered him. It was Daddy, Clifford Blossom, who kills himself. At the season two mid-season finale, Daddy's back. They're reading the dad's will, and the, there's a ring at the bell, and it's the dad. But at the... Oh, oh no. But at, like, so you that's where you end the mid-season. The, literally the first thing you find out in the next episode is like oh no i'm the long lost brother <laughs> another twin <laughs> there's a lot of twins in this oh show. i see okay. um, played by it, the exact same guy played by the exact same guy it's it's dumb um so essentially what happened is claudius which is uncle of cheryl is uh he was estranged from his brother because he was set to inherit the syrup empire that the blossoms own and <laughs> Yeah. Again, that's how the Mothman got covered in syrup. <laughs> yeah. This is syrup empire. Look, the syrup is big. We don't. We're not even talking about the speakeasy owned by two sixteen-year-old kids, and the reason their whiskey's so good is because they put syrup in it. No, that got left off. Um, no, so Clifford threatens him, tells him, "Hey, have you ever heard of the the Blossom Curse? You got to get out of here." Uh, he's threatening him with a shotgun, says, "I'll spare your life, but you got to leave." So he leaves. Now Clifford inherits. The syrup empire uh clifford dies claudius comes back and now he's kind of inner he's kind of getting in with the family uh his end goal is essentially kind of to take over the syrup business and uh he's partnered with hiram the way he dies is he he's given a, a position in the police force with that other guy uh who arrests archie um and they learn that oh there's a tip art we found archie go get him um, but he's jumped by FP, Jughead, and Archie, left in a cell where he kills himself. Also, everyone in the Blossom family just kills himself. <laughs> he, he, not the best storyline, but this one, also a Blossom storyline, might be a little better. <laughs> so, as you know, Jason dies in the, before even the first episode happens. The whole first season's figuring out who murdered him. Cheryl grieved. You thought the grieving was over. Season four comes, grieving ain't over. Digs up the dead body for hangout sessions. <laughs> so here she is trying to pick out her outfit with the advice of the corpse of her brother. Mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of chilling there. Um, and they hang out. And it's like kind of a normal thing. She hangs out with her brother, her grandma, no Nana Rose. They all kind of chill there together. Um then brother Julian and the Dow come in. So that was the scene where she sit next to the brother. She was between her two brothers, the two dead brothers. Uh, Tony, her girlfriend is like, hey, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like hanging out with all the corpses of your brothers. Uh, so they go to therapy and that's where uh, she, she finds out it's Penelope kind of pulling the strings from the background, feeding these stories and kind of, toying with Cheryl uh but then she, Cheryl's like I want to give my brother a proper burial so they put him in a boat set it on fire send it down the river as a proper viking funeral 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> and those are the Riverdale plot lines that you guys chose. Burn dead bro. <laughs> Choosing dead bro. Yeah, dead bro. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now we've heard them all, and we're on to the final eight. We've got the musicals. Versus everyone joining the serpents, including the Mad World pole dance. Musicals. <laughs> Musicals, still. So, yep. Wow. I'll go with the, the serpents <laughs> the pole dance. I mean, we're also ignoring that Cheryl joined the serpents because she's a mad fucking archer. Something that is glossed over because that fucking the whole Blackfoot plot no, line they, isn't in here. No, they were starting to set that up. You you told me that as well, but when I watched it, I'm like, what are you talking about? Here's all these scenes where she's doing archery. <laughs> Not really. It was very poorly set up. She's chased through the halls of her home, and the door opens with her pointing but a bow and arrow. That's not the first time she uses a bow and arrow. That's what you were trying to claim <laughs> when you told me about this yeah. show, but it wasn't. All so. right. Julian, what's your vote? as random as musicals so musicals <laughs> all right we got the south side right and shut down versus tickle fetish porn. Tickle fetish you'll never tickle in this I'm town again south, i'm going to the south side jingle jangle all the way it's a uh, it's fetish ring <laughs> julie i got that i got that jangle for the low <laughs> oh so it's my first vote and I think that I think the tickle fetish is one of the dumbest things <laughs> I've ever heard. And it's all culminated that it's turned into a mafia. It's how you'll never tickle in this town again. <laughs> what about jingle jangle? Is not the same thing. Look, it's dumb, but it's, it's there, but it's a there's drug. some elements of jingle yeah, jangle in the next entry too. So tickle fetish porn. Have you not seen Pornhub and OnlyFans? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got us we got us some G and G the whole third season versus Archie's Thirst Trap Red Circle. I'm I'm pretty sure G Jingle Jangle G. exists within G and G. I'm pretty sure Jingle Jangle also though. No, it's not part of Archie's Red Circle. It, it's Griffins and Gargoyles and encompasses everything. <laughs> I'm voting right. the same as Tom, G and G. G and G. Yeah, there's no question. I really hope oh, that Jingle Jangle is spelled with G's. No, it's J's. G &G. Um, no, in the G and G part, I hope it's. Oh. Like, G By the way, did we mention G and G stands for Griffins and Gargoyles? <laughs> My name is in this show, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Julian and Jarek, I thank you guys. I miss you guys. Oh yeah, G and G. I'll give some love to Archie's Red Circle. <laughs> the thirst trap. Oh, yeah. All right. We got the farm harvesting children's organs versus dead brother Cheryl. You know my vote. Yeah. Rocket to the moon. Yeah. Rocket to the moon. <laughs> Maybe that's where they, that recent, like, stock stuff they got this from. It was moon. the last episode I watched. <laughs> Rocket to the moon. Ended it on a high note. <laughs> I'll I'll vote for that as well. Take her to the moon for me, <laughs> Julian. I'm gonna go dead, bros. <laughs> Just Cheryl hanging out with the corpse of her brother, baby. I think this is the correct final four. I also think this is the correct. 
All right, we've got we got the musicals and we got the tickle fetish porn. Musicals. Yeah, I still same. gotta go with musicals. They're so musicals. dumb. Wow. I'll give a vote uh, to TFP. I thought TFP was gonna be the winner. It's so dumb. Griffins and gargoyles or our farm harvesting organs and to the moon. However, these two are season three. Like everything that happens in these two are what make up season three. Yeah. Those are the two big plot lines of season three. So you've got this the, one's the actual hard food on this list. I think it's easy because I think one of these is I mean, one of these is the reason where I'm like, people need to know. One of these has a better ending. Oh, I don't know. This one has the ending where they they, they right. poison the children and put them on. I just need to reiterate, <laughs> people were strapped to a bus to be driven off a cliff while the cult leader was flying to the moon in a fake rocket ship dressed Every, as evil Knievel. Everyone is poisoned of the main characters, has to go through trials to earn the antidote, and Archie's is fighting a man dressed as a bear. <laughs> I'm going with G&G. <laughs> I'm going farm harvesting children's organs. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to go with G&G. Oh. <laughs> I, you know, it's a toss-up between these two for me, so I'll give Andy the vote, and I'll go with farm harvesting. I've already said, if it wasn't for G&G, &G, I would not be as into Riverdale. This fucking thing is so stupid that I, Riverdale now can't do what they did here. Although, season five is kind of kind of getting there so yeah i vote for g and g it's that fucking stupid we've got i just want to say that the rocket ship thing in a in a show in an absurd show that specifically stands out as something they've never even reached the peak of <laughs> to the moon. it comes out of nowhere they're literally like we need to end this plot line that is dangling from the previous season <laughs> All right, got a finals. Yeah, we've got the musicals. We've got Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I just want to reiterate that the best part of the Dungeons and Dragons is that the parents of the kids, played by the kids' actors, dressed up in medieval garb and broke into the school and did a bunch of drugs and played Dungeons and Dragons. I'm I'm going G and G, but the musicals. Yeah, I gotta go with really the musicals. Dumb. No, yeah, because I'm sticking with that because this is the worst and it just doesn't go with the show. <laughs> I agree. I'm definitely gonna go with the musicals because while we're all enjoying uh, Griffins and Gargoyles, it's politely interrupted by some stupid ass musical that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Question about the musical: How long are they? They're not the whole entire... episode. The entire episode. episode. They wake up in the morning and start singing. <laughs> oh, Whole episode. Oh, I thought it was like a five, ten minute, like one oh, No, no it is the nice. entire fucking Whole episode. episode. They, Sorry, there's, the, the first musical, they have an entire song singing backstage about performing the musical. <laughs> not even a, it's not even a plot. <laughs> <laughs> My vote was G&G &G for what it's worth. Uh, that's that's the best. 
This was the correct final four. (laughs) That's a first for this podcast. We've all got the correct final four. I mean, yeah. That's it. That's Riverdale. There are so many things that we didn't talk about that could have easily been on this list. Boy, I almost want to talk about those things. No, you don't. Now we can. Now we'll never have to ever Maybe. talk about this ever again, right? Oh, yeah. Hey, can't wait till we talk about anime next week. Oh, I'll yeah. be the stick in the mud. You love anime, shut up. Certain ones. I don't think I'm going to be a fan of say, the one we're talking about. The, the plus of Riverdale is because I watched Riverdale, we watched more anime so i've because of riverdale the myasek house has been corrupted with anime so <laughs> yeah yeah there's some good animes out there not the, maybe not the ones that we'd all agree on yeah, fuck your evangelion <laughs> no more riverdale <laughs> evangelion was a trip riverdale canceled <laughs> Nope, it got renewed for season six before season five aired, baby. Dave, what you said you uh, finished Riverdale with the G and or the farm plotline. That was the end of season three, right? Yeah. No, so that's like a couple episodes into four. Yeah. Okay, he, so you he watched stopped. up to like episode. And I was just I was done with it before then. And honestly, that plotline is the best thing that happened in that entire show, like that specific ending. So I ended it on a high note, and I'm never returning. Here's the thing. Nobody should watch this show. Riverdale falls between where Dave and I say. He's too critical. I, I praise it stupid too much. There's a, a lot of people watch it, it because is, it's so absurd. It is uh, 35 minutes of the most boring shit you've ever seen for, like, five minutes of good in every episode. Every, and then, like, at the end of the season, then it's a good episode for the most part. But it ty- You need... Boring. Dave doesn't like conversational drama. All the conversations <laughs> tie together. Oh, we lost Tom. I think oh, he had to go. About. That's yeah, okay. He go. was here for the whole thing. We could yeah. close it out too. Yeah. I totally forgot that Tom had to leave earlier. Yeah. All good. All right, so we found out that the dumbest Riverdale plotline was the musicals, which show up in almost every season and last for the entire damn episode. Uh, that's awful. I'm sorry. I'm glad. I hope no other like TV show does this. They all learned their lesson. Um, all right, this was fun. I'm not gonna watch Riverdale. No, nah, I don't think Julian's gonna watch Good. Riverdale. I don't Good. think Tom's gonna watch. Actually, Riverdale. you know what? I, I, you know what? I'm gonna watch it. Skip I'm season one. It. That's my advice. Don't skip season one. Skip. You need season. a foundation. You have to suffer. You have to suffer. You have season to understand. One, where like all these kooky plot lines that come in. They don't come in season one. There's nothing fun. Yeah, you have to realize that even once the kooky plot lines come in, it's still as boring as season one was. No. Dave's too critical. Watch it. Well, if you do, go let us know in future podcasts if you're enjoying it or not. Dave isn't that critical. I'm not gonna. He's not that critical. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I agree that part of why I'm critical of it is because it was overhyped to me, but I also just don't think it's as good as people say. I don't think it's good. And I don't think it's good in a bad way. I have no I love bad movies. This does not even reach. No. We're gonna have to agree to disagree. All right, we are disagreeing to agree here on bracket up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> love it.
Uh, Kevin Kairos, Dark Betty Holloway, Jonathan <laughs> Archie Isaac. I am Hiram Dandy Andy Jarek. We will see you next week from Riverdale. <laughs>